Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. This is a recording of a little impromptu training that we did today inside the group chat of our Divine Magnetism Mini Mind that we hosted last week that so many of you guys joined us inside of. It was incredible. And uh, this today was just a really, really valuable conversation around creating this open space to receive within and what is required in order to have that happen in order for that to become your identity and your energetic offering to the universe that allows for just beautiful prosperity and abundance to be a byproduct simply of the presence that you exist within. And specifically, we chatted today about all of the false parts of ourselves, the ideas, the identities, the narratives, the beliefs we have about ourselves, everything that's not actually authentically us and how to start to identify these parts of ourselves that are keeping us from the things that we desire most. Um, Zoe and I have right now two days left in the launch of our first ever mastermind called Divinity, which is going to be deep dive work into everything that we're talking about today inside of this episode. We're also, however, putting on our Imperfect and Prosperous course for a 50% off sale to those that were a part of our mastermind launch. And if you listen to any of these episodes, including this one, then that includes you. So if you are wanting to do this work, but perhaps the mastermind is not for you or a little out of reach right now or just not in alignment for whatever reason, then Imperfect and Prosperous is a beautiful eight-week curriculum where we are, you know, really getting to a place of accepting that who we are is enough and no longer contradicting our desires energetically, no longer holding on to the idea that we need to be more or that we need to have a certain mindset, a certain energy in order to be worthy of receiving, right? A certain level of belief. It is about becoming imperfect and prosperous AF in all areas of your life, really creating a space of relaxed receptivity that allows in everything that you want. So uh, there is a coupon code down for you guys below. It is MiniMind. That'll get you 50% off IAP for the next week. And if you're still considering Divinity, then reach out to us if you have any questions or check that out in the link below as well. And those doors close Wednesday at 10 p.m., I believe, Eastern. So uh, without further ado, here is our episode from Inside the Mini Mind. We wanted to jump back in. We're obviously bringing our Divinity launch to a close and we have some things we wanted to share with you guys. And I think even more than that, it's just, you know, Zoe and I are both really in this work that we've been sharing with you guys over the last couple of weeks and things just integrate every single day that we're bringing into the mastermind that, you know, are really enabling us to feel more and more and more free. Um, and yeah, where did we want to start today, Zoe? I mean, a lot of things. Like you said, we're coming to the end of our Divinity launch, but we also have a, another offering that is um, really accessible for everyone. If this is the type of work that you're aligning with, if you have received epiphanies and shifts and you're really called to take a next step in this work, we have a, um, a really great opportunity for each of you to take advantage of if you haven't yet entered into our Imperfect and Prosperous program. Yeah, we're going to be... Sorry, were you done? There's... Oh, I'm not sure if I could. Oh, yeah. Don't go right <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, We're going to be putting our Imperfect and Prosperous course on sale uh, for people that were part of this launch with us. And this work is really... It's the program that we built uh, at the end of last year and beginning of this year. It really was like 
the prep work into divinity inside of the mastermind we're going to be like really diving deep i mean it's going to be a complete transformation in terms of our ability just to create space for the things that we want and get out of our own way. And I've been talking to a lot of clients over the last couple of weeks that have been in this work um, and talking about how much has come into their life in the space that's left over after they get themselves out of the way, quote unquote. And we've all had these experiences where we release resistance uh, in there's many different ways that we do that and had some desired manifestation line up for us. And it's funny because before I really understood this premise of just openness and allowing, when that would happen for me, I would be like confused about it. Cause I'd be like, I was not in belief about this thing happening and yet it happened. <laughs> um, but now that I have this understanding and even this belief system, which is I don't need to have full-fledged belief behind it. I need to just not constantly be in contradiction of it. I need to not be fighting for you know, its absence or focusing so much on what is and making it wrong that there's no space for anything else to come in. And in the last uh, few weeks, like, I don't know, it's been amazing to watch what has happened for, for us and for people that are in this work and really embodying this. And divinity is really going to be the space where we do like the deep work. But we understand that for many people, you know, this this level of program uh, and the price point that it's being offered at is not accessible to everyone. Uh, and so we're putting Imperfect and Prosperous on sale, 50% off for the next week coming out of this launch for people that were inside the mini mind with us and who are wanting to do this work. And this is a newer program for us. We've only ever offered it once before. We're going to be doing like a full-fledged live round of it later this year. If you're in the mastermind, you'll be invited to join that. Uh, forever you'll have access to all of the live rounds but we are going to do like a mini live round with a couple of live calls um and yeah so you guys can check that out at lowenzo.com slash iap and the uh coupon code for it is mini mind and there's really accessible price points for you guys and payment plans and that kind of thing um what would you say for yuzo is the biggest difference between iap and divinity or how do you see them actually working together yeah, I see them working together in the way that like IAP, for example, those that entered into divinity already have already started diving into some of the IAP work and it's granted a lot of epiphanies, aha moments and shifts. It's it's the same type of work that we've been sharing with you over the this mini mind container. And what I would say is like if you if there's any type of transformation that you can expect from imperfect and prosperous, it's basically this same essence of getting out of your own way, of really quieting the mind, getting out these dimensions and aspects of judging the self, of making the self wrong, of perfectionism. We really go to work on clearing energetic space and clearing the mind so that you can become that space that the divine rushes in. You can become that that open, that open channel to receive the abundance of which your heart desires and what i can tell you about iap when we built out this program what i brought through that container for myself was really just deciding that i am i'm okay and i'm safe and able to actually welcome love into my life in a romantic partnership and over those eight weeks i like fully allowed in um yeah, fully allowed in 
a relationship in a space where I was so closed off for so long, you guys, like so closed off. I was like, I'm not next level though yet. I'm not like, I don't, I don't know if my heart's open. I'm just like not good enough yet. I'm not good enough to be in a relationship. Like basically anywhere in your life where not good enough is present, take that to IEP and just watch it, (laughs) watch it completely transform. Yeah, it it's I really do see IAP as the prep work going into divinity, which is like the next level of freedom, in my opinion. I mean, we're going to be going quite deep in divinity, but that's not the right fit for everyone. Um, and IAP for me, like I know you're talking about it in regards to relationships, and it was certainly the work coming for me, like what was present coming out of that period of my life where I really didn't accept that. Lauren, just as Lauren is in all energies, in all mindsets, um, in all, you know, states and shapes was worthy of the love that she wanted. And I started doing that work and, uh, that became IAP. And while Zoe was working through that specifically within that, uh, eight weeks that we were building that course, I was working on it within my business and really getting to a place where I wasn't watching my mind anymore. I wasn't, I mean, it's quite self-explanatory, like being imperfect and accepting that that is more than enough to receive prosperity. And then divinity is this whole other level of really cultivating a relationship with the divine. That's very personal to you that allows you to exist in this full state of trust in this full state of just open you know, surrendered receptivity. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for people entering into both containers. Divinity is closing on Wednesday. And this is the space if you really want to work very closely with Zoe and I, because there's a lot of immense value and breakthrough in coaching and having someone actually be able to see for you what is there, where it is that you're really holding yourself back. And um, we have some like prompts for you guys and what we want to talk about today. And these are things that have been presenting themselves to us in our own journeys and work, even just since the mini mine ended or the trainings ended. Uh, But essentially really looking at what would it take for me to actually let go of my desires or this belief that I'm not okay without them in order to have the ultimate release in resistance. And often, like, I mean, with Zoe, what this looked like was when I was sort of coaching you as we were talking about, like, what might you have to let go of to accept or be okay with the possibility of some of your deepest desires? In your case, you've been sharing a lot about a partnership, um, not coming for the next couple of years. Because as we established on day one of the mini mind, it's our expectations that hold us hostage, hostage and keep us in resistance and keep us fighting things. But when we start to let go of those expectations, we actually create room for whatever it is wanting to come through, what we're wanting to come through to be able to arrive. And um, I've been sharing this prompt that I've been like filtering all of my own mindset work through in the last a week or so, which is anytime I'm in resistance about something, it's because there's a part of me, a part of my human that thinks there is something that is wrong or that should be different. And so anytime I've been in some kind of resistance about something, there's all kinds of different things in <laughs> daily life, because I'm always just working not to be in belief, but to be in openness. And so if I'm not in openness, I'm closed off, it's because I'm holding on to resistance about something I'm desiring to control. And I've just been asking myself, what part of me, what part of Lauren thinks that this circumstance right now should be different than it is? And for me, this really comes from 
a desire to be connected with and trusting of the divine, like really cultivating that relationship um, in whatever way is unique to me and, and, and uh, speaks to me. Because the parts of us that resist, the parts of us that think things should be different, or we should have the partner, or we should, um, uh, we should lose weight or weigh less or make more or look different or like whatever it is, none of those things are actually you. Those are, it's our nervous system. It's our beliefs about ourselves. It's our past identities. It's our societal constructs. It's all these false senses of self um, that keep us trapped in this belief that things should be different than they are. And when we are in an argument constantly with ourselves, with life, with other people around what needs to be different, we're flowing all of our energy up towards, you know, what, what is essentially, and we can't let in whatever it is that wants to, that, that we want to come in. So, um, that's been something that's really been integrating for me. And I know though that you've done some work. One of the prompts that we want to share with you guys today is like, what would you have to let go of? Or how does it feel to consider the idea that something you're really, really, really desiring for yourself might not come for the next two, three, four, five years? And we don't say that to suggest that that's what's going to happen. We say that to help you highlight within yourself where it is that you have resistance. Because a few years ago, if you'd said to me, Lauren, it's going to be another two, four, five years before you have your partnership, I would have fought it. I would have been like, no, 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 I don't believe you. Like that's, no, I'm creating my reality. Like I did not want to accept that that might actually have been a possibility. Um, and when I look back, it was, it was all the, the societal construct. It was the expectations I'd had for my life. It was the meanings, the false meanings I was giving being single. And it was in releasing those that I became very open and free and peaceful in that area of my life. And then what I wanted could just flow in. It's been very peaceful since then. So anyways, um, what has that looked like for you, Zoe? Because I know you've had some breakthroughs around this yourself this past week. So are you there? I think you might be muted. Oh, she's not here. Um, all right. Well, hopefully Zoe pops back on. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here with me. Uh, and maybe if you are listening and you want to pop into the chat, you know, what? how does it feel to you, the idea of letting go of, you know, resistance or letting go of, of a desire. Let's start there. Whatever your desire is, if it's losing weight, if it's making a certain amount of money, if it is, um, you know, having your partner come in, if I were to say to you, okay, what if you knew for sure that that wasn't going to happen for the next three, four, five years? How would you feel? How does that feel to you? Where is it that you want to grasp at control? And what part of you, what false part of you with all the different topics that we talked about this uh, past couple of weeks, what part of you wants that to be different or thinks that it should be? Because for me, this work, and I know for Zoe as well, is centered around the decision to keep coming back to it's all divine. What if in this moment, everything as it is, is perfect? What if it's exactly as it's meant to be? Now let's look at the parts of ourselves that want to fight that because it's in working with uh, it's in working in tandem with the divine that we start to release resistance. We're surrendered to the flow of things and we're not holding on to what isn't. It's it's in us holding on to and fighting with ourselves and fighting with our circumstances and trying to force them to be different from a space of lack that things can't shift for us because we're just so focused on what is. And over the last couple of weeks, I've spoken about this power of coming from a space of nothingness. And when I say nothingness, what I mean is 
coming from a space of just presence when we are creating our desires, when we are deciding what it is that we want, because I can speak from a lot of personal experience. As long as I have been in a space of really fighting up against what it is that I'm currently dealing with from a lot of personal significance or nervous system dysregulation and not feeling safe, I'm not really letting in any real solution. Maybe little band-aids here and there, like there was a time in my business where I was really, really fearful around money, really, really scarce in terms of just my belief about things, really needing to control, trying to force. I was constantly looking for, you know, if I can just manifest $10,000, then I'll feel safe. Like I was always looking for things outside of me to make me start to feel safe. And there was, you know, things that happened in that time. Money did manifest. It's not like I ever stopped making money, but I never got out of that period of struggle until I started doing the work around the parts of myself that insisted things needed to be different in order for me to really start to feel differently. And it was actually in starting to feel comfortable in the discomfort or just decide that even if it is uncomfortable, that that's okay. Like those circumstances are exactly what they're meant to be in order for me to learn whatever it is in order for me to maybe have the breakthrough. Like what if every single thing that's happening that currently your ego or your human wants to make wrong, what if even those things are perfect? What if we can get to a space where we decide that all of it is divine and all of it is leading us exactly where it is that we need to go? And what parts of ourselves might we have to work on, release, you know, regulate, or even just let go of in order to actually get to that space? Because usually when I talk to clients about getting to a space where they really just start to trust and start to surrender, there's like this immediate grasping on of things to, you know, but no, I need, I need this much money each month. I need it to look this way. I can't just surrender to the universe because what if the universe doesn't know what I want? What if the universe wants to take me in a completely different direction? It's going to take three years before I'm financially secure. And I don't have three years, but you know, like looking at the parts of ourselves that want to fight with what is. And for me, what this has allowed me to access is this space where I know my power as a quantum creator. I know that I create my reality, but I don't have control over how things unfold, what they look like, when they happen. And I'm no longer trying to control because I've worked through all the parts of myself that needed to, right? Um, Nadia says, my desire is to have clients for my mental and holistic health, uh, health virtual assistant business. I also desire to transition from my parents' house and move out of the country. Every part of me, all of me wants to fight the fact that it may not happen for years. That seems unbearable to me. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Nadia. And hopefully, Zoe, I'm sure she's just having some uh, some internet issues. But um, yeah, sorry, what was I saying? So um what I would say here, Nadia, is like, first of all, we're not asking you to, you know, release resistance, or sorry, we're not asking you to release that desire altogether. And I'm not suggesting it's going to take two or three years. But in asking that question, we can really start to see within ourselves where it is that we don't feel you know, let, that we don't feel open to just releasing that resistance. When we're gripping at things, when we're grasping at what we want, there's so much heaviness around it. And I've been chatting with a lot of friends of mine um, that are in this space and that are coaches. And what we can all agree on is that things in our life manifested easily when we were light about them. And so it's looking at the parts of ourselves that are really, really heavy, right? And so with what you're saying, 
the idea that this might not happen for years. Okay, so what parts of you aren't okay with that, right? Is there, and, it, and it's different for each of us. This is why in Divinity, we're gonna do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work with each and every one of you. And the triggers that come up are actually very, very perfect in, in terms of pointing out where your areas of resistance are. Um, right so it might be it might be that there's a safety uh like a emotional safety issue like you don't feel safe continuing on the road that you're on because you should be uh not living at home anymore you should be further along in your life for a lot of women it's especially a timeline thing like I can't wait another three years because I don't have enough time to you know have the family that I want or hit these checkpoints in my in my life's journey is Zoe back on? No, she's not. Hopefully she's able to join us, you guys. It might just be me today, but that's okay. Um, anyway, so, and by the way, I'm choosing to believe that that is perfect. <laughs> um, is it possible to be resistant in every area? I feel every aspect is heavy. Of course it's possible. And generally what happens is when we have resistance in one area of our life, it does transfer over to other areas as well, or it can if it's really, really potent for us. So um, yeah, just going back to your first thing there, Nadia, um, is, it a, is it a nervous system thing? Do we need to heal the nervous system? Do we need to look at the ways in which it's dysregulated or it's in fight or flight, right? Is there an emotional program running in the body that we need to start to reprogram and do work around? Is there something being held within you in terms of, I don't know, fear or anger? Often, like I said, these emotional programs that actually need to be released and worked through. Is there personal meaning and i'm just i'm not saying anything's about you any of these things about you nadia because i don't know but just as an example is there personal significance where it's like well if i don't have if i don't have the business take off then it means that i'm not successful or i'm not on track in my life right do we need to let go of personal significance where you're holding it um is there i mean there's just there's a lot of different areas that we can look at is there work to be done around the body like what we shared on i think it was day uh, five, maybe day six. I can't remember. Anyways. Um, and these are really personal things that we're going to really dive into in the mastermind. And if, uh, for those of you who are just joining us, uh, we have an offer for you with our imperfect and prosperous program, which is, it's, it's very much in line with all of this work, but we aren't obviously going to go quite as deep with imperfect and prosperous because divinity is a six month program. And we have a deal for you guys uh, for the next week, which is 50% off of that program with the code mini mind. So we'll post that in here for you guys uh, after, but it's loanzo.com slash IAP. And it's a lot of like this release work. So if you're feeling drawn to the mastermind, but it's a little bit out of reach for you, or this, these next six months just is not the thing, um, then check out IAP. I think it might be a great option for those of you anyways. And then, um, all of those things are true. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Nadia. So now we can actually start to look at what that is because what we're doing all the time is we're carrying all this internal resistance and meaning, and we don't feel safe and all this significance but we don't recognize it for what it actually is. And so then we're like, well, the problem is outside of me. I just need things to be different, but we have to start actually releasing. And for me, what that looked like was really, I mean, I had so much graspiness around, it, it wasn't so much about, you know, the, the financial part of it. It was everything I was making that mean. I was so significant in terms of, 
deciding and making things mean about me that I wasn't far enough along that I'd screwed things up. I had a lot of shame. I had just a lot that I was carrying in my body and my mental solution, my surface level solution for all of those things was to try and fix it externally. Right. So I'd have a day where I felt really empowered about things and be like, I'm going to make 20 K and like, this is what I'm doing. And I'd take all this action, but all of it was just riddled with so much scarcity that even if some money came in, it never actually fixed the problem. The only thing that has elevated me out of that period in my own business and in my personal life was this work that we're sharing, releasing that resistance. Cause uh, you guys have probably heard the saying, and I think I've shared it in here, wherever you go, there you are. So if we have a ton of resistance and we're carrying it with us from circumstance to circumstance, we're like, this is the problem. This job is the problem or this lack of money is the problem. And I'm going to go over here and over here, it's not going to be a problem anymore, but we don't change anything within us. We will just create a different version of those same circumstances. And this is why patterns repeat themselves, right? You see it a lot in relationships. We get out of one relationship. We carry a lot of that, you know, trauma or um, anger or frustration or whatever it is, upset, conflict with us from one relationship into the next. And then the next relationship often shows us a lot of the same patterns because it's within us, right? We're always being shown a reflection of who it is that we're being. Um, Courtney says, I feel like I struggle with wanting weight loss and my business success equally and feel like I almost can't separate them or pick one to focus on. And I think it's perfect, Courtney, that you are in divinity because you don't have to. I mean, we've got six whole months together. And what you're going to find is working on this area, working on the area of either business or your body is going to help you to alleviate pressure and heaviness and both and allow you to elevate out of the current struggle that you're in and the circumstances that you're in. And that was my experience was it's quite common, almost, it's almost always the case, actually, that whatever we have going on with ourselves in one area is showing up in our in other areas in a slightly altered way. So for me, I really had a fear of rejection that I've talked about in the area of dating. It was like so pervasive for me. I did everything to try and uh, try and avoid the possibility of feeling rejected. And I use the word feeling rejected because it was often a story. It was like, oh, I'm being rejected, even though that wasn't actually <laughs> what was happening. But for me, it was. And so in dating, that kept me out of dating for like years. It kept me really with a lot of walls up. It kept me in a ton of fear when I was actually seeing someone. Um, it obviously did not create a, a successful relationship. In my business, it looked a little bit different, but it was still the same fear that was creating certain patterns of like, trying so hard to hold on to this level of belief that my mind superseded that insecurity or that fear, rather than actually processing the part of me that was feeling rejected. And that was a process that I went through and that we'll share a lot more about inside of um, Divinity. So when I started doing the work around rejection and where I didn't feel emotionally safe within my business, I manifested the relationship without even trying. <laughs> it was just something that I started to feel within me that had always kept that other area of my life uh, not looking the way that I wanted it to look. And as a result, it shifted, right? And it's shifted other areas of my life as well that I haven't shared in here. But it is always a few, like one to maybe three different sort of wounds or patterns or narratives within us that we're usually not even aware of that is 
showing up in different ways, manifesting in different areas of our lives, but it's always coming back to the same inner narrative, the same fear. So it's, uh, you don't have to focus on just one, especially over the course of divinity. Uh, we do have you focus on one within IAP just because it's only an eight week program and we want to be intentional about how you go through that work. Uh, but ultimately doing the work, even just in one area is going to shift things in others for you as well. But inside of divinity, you know, there's a reason that we've made it six months. Like we want you to be doing this work in a variety of areas and it's going to be a much more holistic approach rather than like this is the thing that we want to work on and release resistance around and become open towards. And so, you know, that's all that we're going to focus on. Instead, it's going to be, you know, looking at those deeper narratives that it's like all of the, the different areas, the different manifestations, you know, weight gain or financial struggle or not having the relationships that you want or whatever it is. They're all just, they're not actually separate at all. They're all the result of a couple of those inner narratives or patterns within yourself. And so when you go to work there, and that's, I think, really the difference, the big difference in my mind with something like divinity versus IAP, um, is that it is that very holistic approach to getting right down to the root of all of it from a like real body-based integrative perspective so that then these different areas of your life all just start to shift on their own, right? As opposed to like us kind of doing, it's it's like IAP is a beautiful program. We love it, but it's not nearly as deep as what we're going to do inside of Divinity, which might be perfect for some of you. So, um, you know. Lo, just, I'm back. Oh, you're back. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm literally at my Pilates studio right now because the entire neighborhood's like power went out. So I've been driving around. So I went to three cafes and now I'm here. <laughs> so, oh my I'm goodness. So Okay, we talked about how even that was perfect. Even that's fine. <laughs> so we're hopping off. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, well, actually, I'm just going to read um, the last of these comments here, and then I'll rope you back in, Zoe, but I can't even tell you what I've talked about. We're essentially talking about, you know, how we have these usually one to three kind of core fears, wounds, or narratives that show up in all areas of our lives. Because a lot of people say, well, how do I focus on, you know, I have like three different areas where I really want to create results. And I'd say, in my mind, at least one of the key differences with divinity over a program like IAP or over most coaching programs, um, like the ones that we're talking about, is that it's a holistic approach that addresses the source of all areas of our lives that are not working. Because it's usually like, like Zoe, you've talked a lot about your fear of abandonment. And I'm sure that you could share about how that has shown up with your body, how that's shown up in your business, how that's shown up with money, how that's shown up with men, how that's shown up with friendships. But ultimately, it's all pointing at one theme. Would you say that's correct? Yes, definitely. And with with divinity, because it is like it's a six month program for a reason, because we're really going to do the work to go to the source, like go to yeah. the core, go to the root of it, if you will. And when we address it from that place and we transform it at that level, it it immediately transforms every other area of your life. But it is something because it's something that you spent probably most of your entire life with when you do that type of excavation into the body into the psyche there's integration work through the entire process there is like consistently addressing it and working through it and that's why the support of a container the support of a mastermind uh, is so necessary when you're really deconditioning and unprogramming at that level 
Yes. And I just really want to speak to Naya's comment here. Um, and you also asked, when is the start of the next round of IOP? So we are doing like a mini live round where there'll be a monthly call. So it's a two month program and it's kind of officially starting on the 17th of April. But as soon as you sign up, you get access to it. So you can start right away. And then we're going to do a full live round with like, I believe, eight weekly calls later this year, probably like towards the end of summer, early fall is what I would anticipate. Well, we haven't actually talked about that. Yeah, but there will be a full blown live round later this year that you'll be invited into. And there will be a mini live round just for this uh, promotional period that we're doing right now. So there will be some support uh, in that regard. So, um, but your your question around how can I release resistance and transform my fear around authorities and the government and trusting that things can shift for me and that nothing is set in stone not even governmental rules and a lot of scarcity that comes with that. So this is, I mean, it's kind of perfect because we called this divinity for a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, obviously divinity is a way of being. It's an identity that we've spoken to. It's an energetic signature. That's one of a lot of just openness and allowing, and that's like the ultimate state of power. But I also, we, we're also going to bring in a very strong component about really shifting into the, I mean, it's it's another component of the identity piece of it. We are made to believe that we are powerless, that there are there are systems and structures and people that have a say over who we are and how we live our life. Um, and, you know, this isn't to say, like, don't pay your taxes or whatever, but this shift, I mean, a shift that I really worked on over the last couple of years was I am not smaller than these entities that are put in place to govern society. And I'm not even going to say that they're bad or wrong because it's just one of the ways in which we all operate and exist together. But we are made to believe that we're smaller or that we're more powerless or that, you know, we need to comply or we need to we need to be good and right and make sure that we do everything on time. And if not, then there's implications and it's, you know, a lot of it is intentional. We're, we're taught a way of viewing ourselves in relation to the whole, in relation to the collective or to society, because I mean, it, it serves the collective, right? If we all walked around knowing our sovereignty or our, our real divinity, this might be a very different world in terms of the structures that govern it. So I think even that is like, for me, part of that is like part of my power is not giving my power away to things like taxes. Like I'm going to pay those things because it's offering peace of mind, but I'm not smaller than them, right? I'm not, they're not things that have power over me. They're just a small detail part of this uh, reality that we all collectively create. And uh, so I think it's just like, we're, we're sort of taught fear in a sense, or we're taught to make sure that we're good citizens. And in that, we're, I talk to clients about taxes all the time, because there's this real fear of getting their taxes wrong, because it might mean something really, really bad about them, right? So even that's going to be deciphered, or uh, like, taken apart, really, in, uh, in divinity, because even that's a false sense of identity, right? Even that's a false belief about who we are, who we are is part of this bigger structure that we have no power over. And it's like, you are a sovereign being, but we're not taught to see ourselves that way. And so when we start to then something like government can just be one other thing that exists in the world, it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's just something that exists, right? We don't have to give any of our power to it. But I think that is a really important question just to, to work through and look at what are the false identities or beliefs about myself that I've been made to 
to live by in a sense that have me see myself as less than because you're not less than that is a false identity yeah and something that comes to mind to share about this as well is that it's kind of like the quote um pain is inevitable but suffering is optional so not saying like paying taxes is like literally painful but it's like what are you (laughs) what are you telling yourself about the taxes like I'm irresponsible or I don't know how to do this or this is over my head. It's like those thoughts and belief systems about yourself are actually perpetuating the story that you're not good enough or you don't know what you're doing or you're unprofessional or like whatever's there for you. Right. So it's just kind of um, understanding that when we're a part of this reality, there are certain things that we have to abide by, let's say, paying our taxes. But it's like just letting that be, just letting that be what it is and not making it mean anything about you because it's in the making it mean things about you. It's like in letting it take up rent and space in your mind that actually creates suffering for you because it reinforces the not good enough or like whatever it is, reinforces the not good enough, reinforces the unlovable, reinforces the abandonment, whatever's there for you. So that's why, you know, for example, doing the work in divinity, we're really going to the core, we're going to the root about those things. They no, it no longer affects you, right? You, You actually have such a heightened level of awareness that it's like, okay, I pay my taxes, I move on. It doesn't mean anything or like tax season is coming up. It doesn't mean anything right? I'm going to get it done effortlessly, easily. And I move on with my life. And Mm -hmm. I have the freedom, like it really is such, such freedom when you have awareness, and you have this high level of consciousness, which doesn't let you make things mean things about you and think about your energy, right? Think about the power of focus. You've got such potent and powerful energy. If you were to take that energy away from the focal point that is, let's say, taxes that are on the subject if you were to take that energy back and give it to yourself what could be possible for you right having that freedom that spaciousness in your mind in your body in your soul in your being what would you and could you create in that space for yourself yeah and i mean so this is why this work is so freeing it's not that every single thing shifts there's always going to be certain parts of living in this reality that maybe we prefer were different like there were no taxes or there were like whatever it is Um, But really embodying your divine power is choosing what gets your energy or what gets your meaning. And so like I was paying a bunch of monthly bills this morning and there's been times when I would pay some of them and be like, "Ugh, this is so annoying. And this morning I was like, I'm not like this does not deserve that power of mine. So I'm going to be neutral about this. Like and if there is resistance, what part of me, because it's always a false sense of self, what part of me thinks that this should be different, that I shouldn't have to pay this bill? Like, could I observe that rather than identifying with it? And through practice, you become very surrendered to circumstances that otherwise would have taken a lot of your, uh, a lot of your power away and cut you off from the flow of more things coming in. Like the times in my life when I've felt the most abundant and had the most money coming to me were the times when I didn't give my power away or my over, like I didn't give a lot of my attention away to, uh, you know, having to pay bills or things popping up. I instead would be like, okay, well, obviously there's going to be money for that because the universe always provides and I'm going to move on with my day. And that would create this like open flow of money. The times when I've been the least (laughs) abundant or the least open and receptive are times when something like an unwanted bill would come up and I would be so significant about it and it would be wrong and it should be different. And I was owed something that I wasn't being provided for. And like, just 
you know, all of this significance. And so the power is not always in being able to change the circumstance. The power is in feeling different about the circumstance, which then does allow for certain circumstances to change favorably, but not all of them. There's always going to be circumstances that we don't like. And I think that's one thing that has happened in the manifestation community. It's this idea that we should be in perfect control over everything that comes into our world. And it's like, that is exhausting. And it's never going to, you're always going to have a human. <laughs> you're always going to have a human that, you know, is experiencing this world and maybe creating things that we don't want so that we can learn. Um, but you know, I was sure that I was not creating a global pandemic, like 100% sure. I was like, in my timeline, this is not something that's happening. And I was wrong. <laughs> about that. And, you know, where my power really was, and what that really taught me that period of time personally, was that I couldn't, I couldn't believe my way into a timeline where that wasn't going to happen. What I could have done and what I would do next time for sure, is decide how I felt about it and decide to be neutral about it, decide to surrender to it, essentially, and get curious over frustrated or curious over, you know, uh, I don't know, pissed off, whatever. Yeah. And another thing that comes to mind to share is like, we've all heard like everything is happening in our favor. Everything is happening in our highest good. And it's, it, it essentially divinity is embodying that. So really understanding that. And like Lo said, surrender to it versus like circumstances, which will naturally flow into life. Like things aren't going to go as planned as expected, but it's shortening that gap within yourself where the awareness is, oh, I'm going to be triggered about this. Like I got this unexpected bill. I'm going to make it mean a bunch of things about me that I was out of alignment, that I was in scarcity. Somehow I created this, blah, blah, blah. It's essentially eliminating that when I can say for myself, I might've been stirred up about something like that in the past for a few days. And now it's just bringing myself back to the awareness. Oh, that's just what is. I'm not going to make it mean anything about me. And I'm going to continue on with my reality, just focusing on being present with what's in front of me, understanding that I can't change reality. I'm not going to argue with what is. I'm going to save myself that suffering. I'm going to just be with what is, and I'm going to move forward. And I'm not sure if you shared this, Low. Um, I shared this quote in Divinity this past week. It was from Michael Singer, but it's like, we're never, or the present moment isn't bothering us we're bothering ourselves about the present moment so it's really bringing that heightened awareness to what is and accepting what is and deciding i'm no longer going to fight or try to control reality as it's unfolding in front of me i'm going to go ahead and give myself my own peace of mind by not making any of this mean anything about me i'm going to put down the sword and i'm going to stop fighting myself and fighting what's in front of me Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I had asked you when you weren't there <laughs> was uh, just what, yeah, because I know things have been integrating for you, Zoe, around just kind of this idea of really letting go of your desire or going to the place where it's like, what if this didn't happen for me for the next few years? And then looking at my, what what might come up for you in that prompt. Um, but was there anything around that that you wanted to share in terms of just things that you've been integrating or learning yourself? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'll share the story time. Okay. <laughs> so the other day I, you know, I was listening to Michael Singer. I'm really just loving his work against surrender experiment, all of that. And I sort of had this epiphany that came to me that was, wow, this whole idea of calling in the king of, of having a relationship in my life and like looking outwards for that, like the whole actual idea of like a romantic partnership and relationship 
is actually causing me a lot of suffering in my reality. As fun as it's been and as much as I've learned about myself, I kind of got to this place where I was like, what if I just let it all go? Like, what if I just decided that like, it's totally okay if that doesn't happen for me? If a romantic relationship doesn't, maybe that's not in God's plan, let's say, right? Like I just totally put myself in that reality and I was like, there's so much freedom here. If I just drop the idea that I need to be looking for love, if I drop the idea that I need to be in a relationship, if I drop the idea that I need to have children, right? Because essentially all of that's out of my control. It's all out of my control, right? Like I have, I've put the intention out there in the universe. I've prayed to God. I pray for my divine masculine king. I pray for my future babies. I, I you know, I actively am quite, de- have been quite devoted to that. But ultimately I was like, what if I just gave my per- myself permission to release it all? And I felt like I had lost a hundred pounds like, and low, you had framed it. You're like, it's like, you just put down a lifetime of expectation. Like, because none of this is my, like all of this is out of my control. And I just felt so free after I decided that because I'm like, I'm trying to control or bring something in my reality that is out of my control. God, source universe knows what's on my heart, right? Knows where my prayers have been, but I can't control this. And I even went to the extent where I I called my parents and I was like, listen, so I don't know if I'll ever like get married and have children. Like, I don't know that. And I've just decided that I just want to vocalize that to you guys, because I think of a lot of the pressure I put on myself is viewing myself through your lens, knowing that you want to have grandchildren. I know that's in your heart. My parents are very, they don't pressure me in anything like that, but I just feel like I put pressure on myself through their lenses. And so I just went right to the source and I was like, listen, I don't know if that's going to happen for me. And I just feel like I love my life. I love the level of freedom that I have. And I'm, I'm actually very happy. So I just wanted to say, don't hold your breath. (laughs) My dad was like, of course, we just want you to live life for you. Like you're like living the dream and like all this stuff. And I just, I just needed to vocalize that to them. I just needed to say it to them. But again, I sort of went on this journey. We're going, I just decided to uproot the entire thing and let it go. And I have never felt more free. And it doesn't mean that I don't desire it still, right? It doesn't mean that I don't desire it, but I let myself desire it and I let it be in God's hands to a whole other level. And it it has literally felt like I put down a hundred pounds of weight for sure. Well, and I I loved hearing this like breakthrough for you, Zoe, because I could always hear like where the resistance or the attachment still was, but you had to go through your own journey of getting this place. And none of this is to say like, oh, Zoe's just decided she's not going to have the divine partnership that she deserves. She's actually making space for it. And it was a very similar thing that that I got to uh, in my life right before I met my boyfriend was like, I just really worked through the parts of myself that were very attached to this idea that my life was supposed to look a certain way. And I honestly became okay with the idea of like, being the really cool aunt or like knowing that there were people in my family that, you know, probably, well, I know that I had conversations about me being like the single one in our mid thirties and being like, even that's, I'm okay. I'm okay to be like, we have a really close family. You know, I'm the only, I was the only cousin uh, that was still single. And I held a lot of significance and like shame and embarrassment about that. And I even got okay with that where I was like, well, that's their stuff, not mine. And anyways, um, for you though, I know that it's like, in getting to that place, 
you had to let go of your parents' expectations, right? All of these things that are not actually you, your parents' expectations, societal narratives around what we are supposed to want and where we should be and what we need to have in order to be okay in life, right? Um, and essentially all the parts of you that were not actually you, like we're not actually your divine self. They were false concepts, false identities, societal beliefs and narratives, and just ideas that we that were given about what our lives are supposed to look like that then cause so much suffering, right? And so of course, freedom is on the other side. What's also on the other side inevitably is what it is that you're calling in, but from this space of like lighthearted openness, not like, oh my God, this has to happen because if it doesn't, then I'm alone forever. And it means all these things. And I failed at life and I wasn't lovable and like on and on and on all the things that the ego does. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for acknowledging that, Lo. And what I will say about coming to this place of really letting it go is it's it's a it's a different journey for everyone. Whereas like if you were to prompt me, uh, let's say two weeks ago and be like, so what if you just decided to release the idea of like ever having a family or having a partner? That would have created a lot of resistance in me. So I also want to acknowledge that wherever you guys are at, if some of you are also in the same journey of calling in your divine union or or creating a family, like I'm not saying like let go of it what i'm saying is i had to get to this place with myself like i had to go through the different layers and release one at a time that was like really looking at shame really looking at embarrassment that i carried about the fact that i hadn't let's say quote unquote figured out this area of my life yet i had to go through like whose lenses am i viewing myself through and i had to do this journey on my own and when I came to this place of letting it go, like I said, it was almost instant. It felt like I was putting down all this weight within my body. And that wouldn't have been accessible if I was like trying to let it go in order to receive it, right? So I've actually let it go from this place where I'm not expecting it now to like rush in or come in. I'm actually feeling quite free and quite spacious and just really present to the now, right? If if somebody comes into my life a week from now, two years from now, or five years from now, or never, like it actually all feels okay to me. Where I got to this place of releasing, like at the root, but it took time, it took actively looking at it every single day and releasing the layers that were present for me there. And coming to this place of, intended release and almost like an epiphany it wasn't like i'm letting this go so that i can have it it was like i'm letting this go so that i can be free and i can be free to trust the timing of my life yeah it's devotion versus transaction right when we're like i surrendered my desire but where is it that's not surrender <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> I've done a lot of that of like, um, hello universe. I let go of this thing like three days ago and it's not here yet. Um, I thought in letting go that you were supposed to come in and fill the space, but that's not, that's still from attachment. That's still from the parts of ourselves that are trying to make something happen. And I shared, I think when Zoe wasn't here that ultimately what this all comes down to is you get to have everything that you want, but we have to get to a space of being light about it. Because even if you can force something into your reality, you know, with all that heaviness and significance, now we have to uphold that, right? Like in relationships, we manifest relationships often because we're like, this means that I'm lovable. This means that I'm on track in my life. This means that someone thinks that I'm beautiful and I finally get to feel X, Y, and Z about myself. Um, and then that person maybe does come into your life, but now they are your sole source of feeling beautiful, lovable, worthy, like you're okay about things. And 
this is where like relationships really, really struggle because each person is putting so much pressure. I mean, obviously there's many reasons why relationships might struggle, but this is one of the the ones that I certainly see a lot of and I experienced myself was a lot of, a lot of significance. I hadn't done this work within myself. So there was a heavy attachment to things continuing to go a certain way. And then when they didn't, I would make the other person wrong and the whole thing would kind of just like fall apart. And it would, it's like, we put so much, we put, put so much emphasis on manifesting the thing that we want. We don't talk a lot about actually having it fulfill long-term the vision that we had for, for our life or for the thing. If you manifest the perfect guy. Um, how are you? Um, okay. I think I just muted you, Alicia. <laughs> um, just make sure you guys keep your, your uh, mics off for us. But anyways, um, if you manifest the perfect guy or perfect girl or whatever, but then they become your source for all of this, you know, attach or sorry, uh, like they become your source of all of all the things that you felt attached about that had you really want that in the first place. It's not going to be that ease filled, you know, effortless, beautiful relationship where the person is very devoted to you and vice versa. It's going to be transactional in nature because you were transactional in calling it in in the first place. Are you still there, Zoe? Yeah, oh. definitely. And it's like, it, it is that it's like devotional heart space energy. It's like, I'm actually devoted to the path that my life is supposed to take. And I've actually decided that like, whatever my soul chose, you know, because I don't know, this is just my personal belief. I believe that we sort of chose our life path before we entered into this space, but whatever you choose to believe, but it's more of like, I surrender to the path that my soul chose. And I'm no longer going to fight this reality, like, and putting down the sword again, like, fight putting down the wrestling match against what is and just being devoted to the self like whatever's meant to unfold for me is in my highest good and I'm devoted to learning that discovering that and exploring that every single day it is this like pure heart space energy where I mean I can say like since I put down that big weight last week like there's been a whole new level of freedom and divinity that's been in my life like i've i've never felt closer to what i call god or through universe like i've actually never felt closer and it's been so beautiful and that wouldn't have been accessible if i had all of these conditions like god i need you to show up i need you to send me this relationship so that i believe in you or i need you to send me the money so that i like feel safe or i need you to do this or that or that it's more of just like i surrender to it all i actually just like choose to be with with it all and appreciate it all and that that appreciation is accessible when you release everything that's in the way of a pure heart, which is these conditions, which is the wrestling match against reality. Yeah, um, there's a great book on this topic called, well, it's called Outrageous Openness by Tasha Silver, which is what we've been talking about, obviously. Um, and she talks in it about how so many people, we refer to ourselves as spiritual, but our relationship with the divine is one of pure transaction. And we're trying to get something from, you know, we're thinking like, yeah, I'm connected to God and God needs to bring me X, Y, and Z. But that's not a real, like, that's not a devotional relationship with God, right? Like where I've been getting, that's been very liberating. And I also know my power as a quantum creator. And so to me, they very much go hand in hand. But where, where I've been getting to is 
really trusting like next level trust. And this is like deep inner body work. We're going to talk a lot about, about it in divinity that I could never access before because I had too much ego, too much false narrative, too many attachments in the way that really trusting the universe, really trusting that everything in my world is exactly as it's meant to be. And if I can't get there, then I'm going to look at the part of myself that wants to fight it. And then from there, setting intentions and tuning into them, but in this very like lighthearted way. And, you know, I think this is like the balance of this is different for, for different people. Some people really want to just live this life of full-blown surrender, which I think is a beautiful space to live. Um, others like such as myself, I have ideas of what I want my life to look and feel like, and I'm going to, you know, know my power and own my power but it's where I've put way too much of myself into the equation that I've caused myself struggle, that I've caused myself stress, that I've cut myself off from what wants to come. It's this, for me, the balance feels like this open intention, like this intention plus surrender. It's like, uh, here's what I would love. And I, I can do some journaling practices around it just because it feels good or like whatever visualization I really love sometimes if I feel like it. But ultimately, it's in your hands, God, universe, whatever. Ultimately, you decide when it comes. And in that space, one, we create just all the peace of mind and presence in the world. And we actually get to enjoy this life. And things like our external reality responds then to that open vibration, that open energy. But also, it is a space of non-resistance that allows things to come in as well. And so it's just, I think you know, creating that devotional relationship with the divine in a way that feels good to you and overcoming or releasing, going to work on the parts of yourself that want to grasp, want to be right about things. Zoe and I have both gone through periods where we really felt like the universe was not showing up for us. <laughs> um, when in reality, we were always being looked after, just not the ways that our egos wanted. And I was having a conversation with a friend on a live stream last week. And she was saying, you know, my life is beautiful. And I've manifested all these great things. There's one real area of resistance for me still and it has to do with money and specifically not owning a house yet and her and her husband have a beautiful house that they live in but they rent it and and i said right to her on this live stream i said why do you want to own a house and as soon as i asked her that she just knew in that moment that the answer to it was all kinds of things that weren't even her it was like she wanted to fulfill on something that she deemed successful that she wanted to to have her parents see her in a certain light because now she was a homeowner. And I said, have you actually done the numbers around, you know, having a $1.2 million mortgage in Canada? Because that's pretty average. <laughs> and she hadn't, like, she didn't even actually know what the financial implications were of investing in a home versus say like the stock market or something like that. And it's so funny how so many of the things that we think we want aren't even our desires, because when we really look at it, it's fine to want a home. But when we want a home and we make ourselves wrong for not having one, because we're not fulfilling on some false sense of self, it's not the home that's going to fix that. It's the releasing and first identifying and then releasing that false sense of self. And then you're free to create whatever it is that you want, should you choose that that's still the same things, but it's from a drastically different place. And this is where we just, we spend our lives chasing because we're trying to manifest and fill in what we think is missing instead of looking at, well, why do I think there's something missing? And then divinity is this, this energetic space of not just openness, but wholeness, completeness, desire for desire's sake, right?
Yes, so beautifully said, Lo, and it's essentially like wiping it all clean, like wiping out all of this programming conditioning that we all grew up with that honestly, like a lot of us probably came in with ancestrally and like what's been programmed, just like wiping wiping it all clean so you have the freedom to live your life truly for you and truly embody a next level of trust in the divine, in the unfolding of your life. And for me personally, this has been such a beautiful journey of unconditional love, like really finding unconditional love for myself. And like, I feel like I truly love myself more and more every day. I didn't even think it would be possible to like achieve this level of support and tending to my needs and just like really showing up for Zoe in such a way that it's like, I can't, I can't help but trust. I can't help but love everything that comes my way. And even though there are triggers, like for example, it's triggered when I, you know, the power goes out, but I'm like, somehow this is all divine. And I just like, also just trust that like Lowe's got it. I trust like this is all in the highest good. And like, it's just not getting stirred up about reality in front of, in front of you because it will always be there. It's like, okay, loving myself through it. I'm going to find the solutions. I'm going to go where I feel led. And I'm ultimately just trusting in the divine and trusting in my divine pathway. The universe knows what I'm intending for. I'm still a conscious creator because I've got desires that are on my heart and I trust they'll be made manifest in their perfect timing. And I'm just going to release all of the suffering that my mind creates along the way. Yeah. Um, like what what you're saying about I, I have my desires, but I'm trusting I think all the time about the surrender experiment, the book by Michael Singer, which we're obsessed with. We've talked about it multiple times and um, how, you know, he speaks in that book. For those of you who have read it, if you haven't highly recommend go buy it right now. (laughs) Um, He speaks in that book about really having none of his own desires. All he, all he really wants is to allow for the flow of life to decide where it wants to go. And then he really just practices surrendering his own inner voice and not attaching to circumstances just trusting it. Um, And so it appears as if he lives in this space of total surrender where he has zero personal preference. Um, But what I picked up on right away is that he, in the very beginning of the book, actually communicates his one desire, which is to release, become free from himself. That's the way that he says it, become free of himself and to release more and more of the, the sort of perception of you know, who Michael Singer is, or become more and more free from that inner voice. And so he flows through life and these beautiful things happen. Like he makes millions, millions of dollars. He starts multiple successful businesses. He doesn't visualize or intend for anything. However, one thing that does consistently happen is things that challenge hit that inner voice of his. And one of the the stories is him going through this court case where he is being accused of something that he didn't do. And he immediately knows that that is in response to his one request, his one desire in life, which is to become free from himself. So he goes through this six years worth of um, this trial and essentially is getting all of these opportunities just every single day to release, to let go. Right. And I always thought about that as like the ultimate bridge of incidents where he had this one very broad desire. And other than that, he surrendered every, all details around it. And he had just total peace of mind in whatever it is that it looked like, even to the point where he could just, he saw this whole, you know, part of his life that really cost him a lot as being such a, a beautiful gift. And that to me has always described the way I view this balance, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 
it's like we get to have the desire and then when we can surrender life will take us there and we get and it'll be peaceful in the unfolding of it yes and the unfolding of it is the path of least resistance when you are surrendered to it because you're not fighting it right so you're not in resistance you're in your path of least resistance and it's easier to trust it when you really understand what it means to just continuously surrender continuously get the human out of the way to not let triggers take up space that they don't need to take up and consistently look at yourself and release attachments, release resistance, release the fighting against what is. And it's such a, like, it's such a liberating freedom filled journey when you really start to actively do this work and, and miracles are there every single day. You become all the more present to them. Yeah. I mean, just imagine living a life where you didn't fight against anything. There was nothing that was wrong. There was nothing that needed to be fixed. There was no part of you that was, you know, if, in resistance about things. And that's like where I've, and I know Zoe as well, have really committed to accessing on a daily basis. And I've had just some of the most beautiful moments and days. And there's lots of circumstances that a former version of myself thinks should be different than they are, but it's just, everything's just okay the way that it is. And I'm not, and, and as a result, like, beautiful like magical money has started to pour in even though I'm not really doing work around my mindset with money um things are just flowing in a way that I haven't experienced in a long time and I have this peace of mind because instead of trying to change things I'm looking at the part of myself that thinks they should be different or thinks they need to change right and so this is fundamentally the work that we do both in divinity and in imperfect and prosperous but divinity is obviously deeper working with Zoe and I to really uproot like all of it. But if you're wanting to do this work in a more accessible way, then Imperfect and Prosperous is a fantastic avenue for you guys. Um, and that will be on sale for like the next week. So Zoe dropped the link for you. There's a coupon code. You can dive in straight away. And we'll start sort of like a mini live round together uh, on the 17th with a full-blown live round later this year. And our courses are always like once you're in it once, uh, like Quantum Creators, IAP, once you're in it once, any future live rounds the, we do of, of those. Um, if it's got their mic off. I'm not sure where that sound is coming from, but. Um, I just muted. I just muted them. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, anyways, so. Yeah, Divinity is obviously much deeper, but IAP is a beautiful program. We're so proud of it. And it's a lot of this work as well. Um, it's eight weeks of, you know, regulating the nervous system, of releasing from within the body or uh, whatever it is that we're holding on to, of releasing personal meaning and significance that we're giving two things. So uh, we're really excited to be offering that to you guys as well and making this work more available. And this is about you living a life that you imagine more than what you imagine for yourself. But to me, where it's truly impactful and what I care about even more than you guys getting all the things that you want is that you live each day in as much peace and presence as you possibly can, because all we really have is the present moment. And it's time to stop fighting it. It's time to stop sacrificing the present moment in lieu of a hopeful better future when it's like even when the future comes it's still going to be happening in the present <laughs> we're always just trying to get somewhere it's like it's all here right now and accessing that is truly the space of divinity that allows things to move in and around us and for us without us having to control anything but in the meantime it gets to also just be this really beautiful blissful experience yes and there's so much ecstasy that's available in the present moment like 
of the magical plant medicines that I've done, the present moment is still like when you fully have access and tapped into that place where you're, you've actually given yourself full peace and presence with what is, it is so incredibly divine and it's, it's waiting for you. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to hop on again tomorrow just to finish out this conversation. We've got a few more things we want to share with you guys and reach out if you have any questions about Divinity, which is closing Wednesday night, and uh, IAP, which you can jump into straight away. It is available now, uh, but that um, 50% off code will only last, I think, until, I can't remember, it might be Wednesday of next week, Thursday. It's on the sales page anyways. Yes, all the magic to you guys, and just know that so much is available to you, all the freedom, everything that your heart desires, so trust yourself, and we're here if you have any questions. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.